1: Are you serious sports? Hope all of you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. My home field apparel shirt is in LSU apparel, gotta love it. So many things not to talk about, like Lance Hurd not being in Tampa. Why is he not in Tampa? Will he enter the portal? Will he not enter the portal? We talk about that here tonight. We got to talk about LSU. Wisconsin, because this is the last time you and I are going to talk until, or bef- until before, I should say, LSU plays their last game of the season. It's the last time we'll talk about this year's football team and prepare for a game. We do that here tonight. We'll give you our keys to victory. We may do them before, may do them after Carter Bryant leaves, and regardless of when it happens, we will give you our five keys to victory here tonight, speaking of Carter Bryant, weren't able to do a show on Monday because of the holidays. Does not matter, though, because our man's going to be joining us here at 7.30. We'll talk all things LSU. What does he think about Lance Hurd? He's talking Lance Hurd. So, going to be a good show. Got tons to talk about. We'll go around your SEC. There's some new changes in the guard around the uh, around the league. Uh, Nico Ayamayala, or however you say his last name, will be, I'm just going to call him Nico, but he will get his first start for Tennessee. Yeah. Tons and tons and tons and tons to talk about. Michael Morse, though, sends in a four ninety dollars super chat. Yes, if you do have questions, thoughts, concerns, the easiest way, and I don't want to say the only way, but the easiest way to get your questions, thoughts, concerns read is to fire in a super chat because we'll read all of those. But sends a four ninety dollars super chat, says, what if the Lance um, or what is up with Zalanzar not making the bowl trip? Should we be concerned that we'll lose him? We'll talk about that right out of the break. And yes, you should be. <laughs> 1,000% you should be. Um, I'm going to have to start clipping these things because when was the last time we did a show? Tuesday? Please go back. Please, God. I I think it was midway through the show. Please, dear God, go back and watch Tuesday's show when I legitimately, my lard ass paws came out here and said, there are going to be guys that may hit the portal that you're not even expecting. Come on, dude. Come on. All right. Nevertheless, yes, I do think that you, could, you should be worried about it. And if you want to read a great write-up, I did a write-up today. Going to continue to fire stuff inside of the forum, AYSSnetwork.com. You can go find what I my real big-time intimate thoughts. Intimate <laughs> thoughts on that. And yeah, I, I look, we'll, we'll talk about it. Adam says, tell Carter he better cut the check. Yeah, he should. He better. Uh, I don't know what that means, but yes, he should. Uh, Trenton says, bro, love your show. The best couple, uh, asked a couple of times. You think Walker Howard regrets leaving LSU? Uh, Trenton, thank you so much, man. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, I'm sure he does, especially with possibly, uh, Jackson Dart coming back. Yeah, I I think he regrets it. I think he regrets it pretty heavily. Um, but look, man, they, they have a really good football team. And if Lanzar goes in the portal, are you a thousand percent sure that he doesn't go to Ole Miss? They're spending boatloads of money, dude, in the portal. There's just no other way around it. Jared Roach says need them DBs to show out in the bowl game. That is true, my friend. We we really do. Ah, I love this. Jared A. Five hundred four, but currently in the two five one mobile. Alabama, stand up. Good to have you in here, Jared. A. Yeah, where is everybody listening to us from tonight? Kenneth Harris Jr. says he's in Memphis, Tennessee, in the building. Uh, Kenneth, I, I forget this. Uh, Collierville. I was to say, I forget where my in-laws lived. Uh, my father-in-law, uh, God rest his soul, uh, before he passed. He was in Collierville, I think it's a suburb of Memphis. So, yeah, good to have you in here, man. Always. I think, what is it, the 901? The 901's in the building? Mark Chasson says he's in Ponchatoula. Good to have Ponchy in the house. T.J. Finley, Texas State. See, man, can I just tell you something? It made me think about this with Ponchatoula. Did y'all see T.J. Finley the other, the other day for Texas State? Man, kid looks completely different, dude. Sometimes you just got to let young players develop. Like, we got to stop with this microwave-ass society that we live in. Did you not watch T.J. Finley? Jesus H. Christ. Kid was lighting it up. I know it's against Rudy Putek. I don't care that it's against Rudy Putek. He was making great decisions. Willie King says, checking in from Forney, Texas. Not to be confused with Horny. Te- I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Willie. I'm sorry. Horny, Texas. But he says, by the way, of the Port City, the 318, the 3-1 great. All right. My bad. My bad. Uh Paul Frank says he's in Ville Platt. I've told y'all before, man. 337 in the building. I dated a girl from Ville Platt. No, sorry. No, sorry, Bob. That's the most whitest thing I've said in a while. No, sorry, Bob. That's that's some white that's a white thing to say. But she was as she was as crazy. I mean, man, she was, and she could be as mean as a copper-headed snake. I, I tell you what, boy. Ooh. Woo. Them girls from Ville Platte ain't no joke. Jason Brumfield says, you know who I didn't see play was Jacoby Matthews. Hmm. Says somebody coming home. Got to write up on that in the form, AYSSnetwork.com. We'll see. We'll see. Talk to some people around. Speaking of Ponchatoula, talk to some people around Ponchatoula today. Uh, you can go read that on the forum. Ed Reader, good to have you in here, Ed. It says, hashtag, ask Blake, will bowl games become pay-to-play? They already are. Some of them, they already are. But, I mean, look, man, thank you so much, uh, Ed, for the super, for the super chat. Uh, look, man, I, I just don't – like, I know that we want the bowl season that we had – when we were kids, a lot of us were kids. It doesn't matter anymore. It's over. Like, you, we're just going to have to get over it. It's over. It's it, it will come back a little bit with the playoff, right? Like, you'll come back for the 12 games that you'll have. In it 12 games? Yeah, 12-team playoff. So what? Or no, I, I don't know how many games you'll have in total. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Um But you'll have six, then you'll have four, and then you'll have the two. Yeah, so... 12 or 13 games you have, whatever it is. I think it will get more intense once you have a 12-team playoff, but no, man, I I, I don't. I, I just don't think it's going to matter. Don't think it's going to matter. Jason Brumfield says, Tackett Curtis, question mark, hearing anything on him. I, I just don't know. I, look, I, I, I talked to somebody, uh, a source today about Tackett Curtis. I know that there was a report that was put out about Tackett Curtis and LSU showing, and, and I'm quoting here, immense interest. They are not. They 1,000% are not. Um, I, I don't think LSU has contacted him, and I don't know if they will contact him. Now, that doesn't mean that he – let me preface this by saying that's not to mean that they won't at a later date. That's not, to, that's not to say that he won't ever be a Tiger. But as of right now, I asked about this yesterday. And, like, I was literally told nowhere, I've not talked about him, that they love Devon Keyes, they love Xavier Atkins, they love Tylan Singleton, and they love the guys that they have in that room right now. Like, they love Weeks. They love Greg Penn. So, Tackett, if Tackett wants – I just got to be real with you, man. If Tackett comes here, I don't think that he starts. Like, guys, when we do Rafino and Joe show, okay, so we do – before I come on this show on Sunday, Monday and Wednesdays, we talk we do a National College Football show. By the way, we started it a year ago today, which I hope all of you go over there and subscribe. Okay? But unfortunately, I had the very strong displeasure of watching a lot of USC games. Tackett was not that good, man. He he need if Tackett were to come here, if he did come here, okay. I um he's gonna have to sit. He can be a rotational piece uh maybe, but I don't think that they're gonna do that. Like I, I'm being told they're not gonna do that. So so yeah, they're gonna have to make a decision there. Jared A. with a $4.99 super chat. Thank you, Jared. If you do have another comment, we'll try to get them in here. Uh, but if you can, send your uh, comments in here with the super chats. Thank you, Jared A. and Ed for those super chats. c king nine eight five, where we don't take bribes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he's talking about what we're going to talk about out of the break. Is And that's Lance Hurton. He's not wrong. All right. Let's get to it. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share if you're on Facebook. Like, share, share to those groups. Share to your own social media pages. It helps us grow. We're putting a lot of content on Facebook. If you haven't liked the page, follow the page. You should do so already. Do, do do so right now. We're dropping reels like it's hot. Call me Snoop Dogg. Drop it like drop it like it's hot. Bims it in the crib. i drop it like it's hot. So many reels, so much content on Facebook. Doing the same on YouTube. Like, subscribe, notification bell, and wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. So, about our good friends over at BetOnline, our good friend Tyler Alexander over at LPT Realty. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot to discuss. Is Lance Hur leaving? We talk that next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe fifty. That's Believe fifty. B L E A V five zero to receive your fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man. He's here for you. You wanna buy or sell? Well, it's not too late. Dial nine five five zero 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 eight. Just call nine five five zero 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 eight. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back. So, I just tweeted this out because currently Kansas State is in a game. um, And I just clicked it off. I don't know why. Uh, But Kansas State is playing in the Pop-Tart Bowl right now. Okay? And I'm going to put this comment in. Tell me in the comments right now. Right now, I want to know in the comments. 15 minutes into the show. 15 minutes in. I want to know what is your favorite Pop-Tart? See, I'm a I'm a big brown—you it, it, know, it's going crazy on social media right now. Oh, my favorite—you know, the best Pop-Tart is this. Am I the only one—am I the only one who thinks the brown sugar Pop-Tart is the most elite Pop-Tart that's ever been made? I don't want the chocolate fudge. I don't want no damn blueberry paws. I don't have—strawberry? Talk about overrated— Okay, and then you got the the Rudy Pooh ass uh uh, uh, uh pop tart known as s'mores. Okay, don't get it. Don't even get me started on s'mores, dog. Brown sugar. It's where it's at. Do not convince me otherwise. With a glass of milk, she. All right. Maybe I went too hard on the strawberry. <laughs> the hot, frosted strawberry? Okay. Blueberry. Ugh. <laughs> you know who's not going to be eating blueberries at LSU football lobs anytime soon. That's Lance Hurd. So, in case you missed it, uh, LSU for former, and I guess still technically current, former five-star current LSU tackle Lance Hurd hit the transfer portal or – let me back up. Did not hit the transfer portal. I'm thinking about Pop-Tarts, and I'm just talking out of my ass. Let's reset. Yesterday, it was reported that Lance Heard, the former five-star tackle, would not be with LSU, or is not currently with LSU in Tampa, and then he will be sitting out of the bowl game. So rumors started running rampant, some sourcing behind it, and some people like myself and others talked, said what they had heard. And I'm here to just tell you, I'm hearing the, a lot of the same things you are. I've been not been told that it's great. I have not been told that it's an injury. I, like, those are the two biggest things. And quite honestly, I don't know if I don't want it to be a grade. Like, maybe you got an F in English 101. I, I, I don't know, because if he did have an academic issue, he wouldn't be leaving and going anywhere, and you could fix that Come next fall, we literally saw John Emery do that exact same thing, and it's also very difficult for a freshman not to be academically academically eligible in their first semester. Look, today's college football is a completely different world with the transfer portal the way that it is, and which, and which is my opinion, the transfer portal being arguably the biggest problem in all of this is because guys can transfer. At any given moment, guys, you can go. You can be a high school player right now, and in the first three years of your college career, if the two-time now that has been passed transfer rule goes into effect, guys, you legitimately could play for three teams in the first three years of your college career. No, I don't think that that's a good thing. It's not a good thing for
0: the sport. I do think that Lanzarre falls into.
1: Listening to people that, I'm not going to say that he shouldn't. You know, like, who am I to say that he's not playing the game that everybody else does? Coaches get to play it. Everybody else gets to play it. But God forbid when a player does it, oh, he's selfish or a scoundrel. I'm not going to come out here and do that. I'm just not going to do it. Because there's no set rule on how this game is played. Now, with all of that being said, with all, I, I, even though I j- literally just said I don't hate it, there's got to be some accountability that gets back into college football. There's got to be some accountability If I understand that here, there may be something that you want in NIL. There may be something that you want to have accommodated to you. But there could also be a situation where you're, you're a coach, a head coach, and you're a university like LSU is, or or Louisiana State is, I should say, because university, you you get what I'm saying, that they're not going to be strong-armed, and neither should they be strong-armed into being into a situation where you demand something, and I want it and I want it down, especially from a guy who, quite honestly, let's call it what it is, had his opportunity to make his way into the starting lineup and had some issues with penalties and, and other things. Miles Frazier comes back into the fold, and he plays really well. Out of injury, Emory Jones comes back. It started a game. Play, played and started a game. Played really well. Lance Hurd did really well. He's going to be a really good player. Really good player. He's an NFL guy. He, it would seem that maybe he thinks that his worth is more than maybe some or or. Willing to 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 say here, but guys, I got to be honest with you. In the past, this would be a massive blow for LSU. In the past, if a guy like Lanzerd went into the portal, didn't play, didn't want to play, wanted to go somewhere else, this would be devastating for LSU. It'd be devastating if this were the regimes of Les Miles and Ed Orgeron. Under Brian Kelly and the way that Brad Davis is recruiting, do I want Lance Hard to be an LSU Tiger for his entire career? Yep, I do. I'm not going to sugarcoat that point. What I'm also going to say to you, too, is, hey, man, you got five, a five-star kid in Weston Davis coming in. You have recruited better along the offensive line than honestly – and arguably, any position group at LSU is a Brian Kelly staple. It's something that we talked about, like, "Hey, man, if Brian Kelly can figure it, can bring the offensive line recruiting from Notre Dame to LSU, uh, an area that LSU has struggled in, with the receivers and the the weapons that you know that you will not if, but that you will get at LSU, they can be dangerous." Oh, wait. We did see that because look what they literally just did in year two under Brian Kelly. Now I know Malik Neighbors is not a guy that he recruited. Neither is Brian Thomas. Jane Daniels is <laughs> the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Is oh, and by the way, man, you have guys like Will Campbell and Emory Jones who I I don't know if yet Emory Jones can be a first round pick, but he's trending that way. Guys, look at the draft picks that you have. Along that offensive line, I think DJ Chester is a young up-and-comer. I talked to a source uh, yesterday, and he told me how far and how good a guy like Tyree Adams has been and the progression that he's made, and I will back that up, mainly due to the fact that I was out there last week at practice and saw Tyree Adams with my own eyes look like a prototypical left tackle in the NFL. I want Lance Hurd to be here. I 100% want Lance Hurd to be here. But if he doesn't want to be here and he wants to go somewhere else, if there is a team out there that would pay him more than LSU, and LSU does not want to be strong-armed and show the locker room that you can just make demands and get what you want, and there's a fine line here too, right? Like, there's a fine line for a coach like Brian Kelly, if a player, or, or really just any coach, but if a player goes into an NIL discussion, demands something, that you don't lose the locker room. Guys, that's what happened at AM. Want to know why guys like Billy Lucci are on Twitter getting body bagged by guys like Sherman Wilson? It's literally due to the fact that they – lost the locker room when they signed their own class hey man there are teams out there right now like Ole Miss that will pay you whatever you want to go into the portal sounds good sounds good if that's what you want to do sounds good but I'm not gonna as my grandmammy used to say and she's right here my meemaw okay, as my grandma would say, I'm not going to cry over spilled milk. I'm not going to cry over spilled milk because you have recruited so damn good at that position, group. I think Weston Davis could legitimately come. I I I am so high on Weston Davis as a prospect. Like after, and it wasn't even football guys that I watched him play. I legitimately saw him play basketball and said, okay, that's the Texas version of Emory Jones maybe more athletic. Guys, you legitimately just got a dude in this class that's a more athletic, in my opinion, a more athletic Emory Jones. The dude literally, in a basketball game, against a dude that's committed to Arkansas, the dude from Arkansas literally tried to go for a dunk and he blocks it. He's 6'5". This dude's almost 6'11". He's going up, get that shit out of here. Get that shit out of here. Standing underneath the goal, two-handed tomahawk slam, Bam! Okay, sounds good, buddy. Not going to cry over it spilled milk. Love Lance Hurd. Have always loved Lance Hurd. You want to be a left tackle? You're going to have to wait until Will Campbell leaves. Going to have to wait. And you can love it, hate it, or whatever you want. That's just the truth. Because I know... Game in, game in, snap in, snap out, down in, down out, drive in, drive out. Will Campbell, who, by the way, didn't give up a sack this year, okay? (laughs) Guys, Will Campbell did not give up a sack. Now, he let Dallas Turner kill his quarterback on a whiff, okay? Wasn't a sack. Want to go to Ole Miss, man? Go to Ole Miss. They'll pay you. You know, good luck. You're not ready. There's a reason why you struggled at Mississippi State and got the holding calls. You're not ready. Want to know why Miles Frazier beat, beat him out? He's not ready. If he was ready, Brian Kelly would have played Lance Hurd at right tackle. He would have moved Emory Jones in the right guard. It's one th- Guys, they tried to do that. They tried to give him the leeway. He's not ready. Now, in a year from now, can he be ready? 1,000%. 1,000%. And I know that Carter talked to him, and we'll talk to Carter about it. We'll talk to Carter about, hey, what do you think about Lance Hurd? But until then, I'm, as, as Meemaw Jewel used to say, I'm not going to cry over spilled milk. All right. So I'm not going to have a lot of time with this with Carter, or before Carter gets here. But I, I'm not going to be able to talk to you until New Year's is over with. Which, by the way, we're going live on Rafino and Joe show immediately following the second playoff game on New Year's Day. So you should join us. But LSU does, in fact, play a game. before uh, We won't talk to you again until next Tuesday. They're going to play a game in between here. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to punt on, very quickly, my five keys to victory. But I will tell you this. Um, Actually, you know what? We could run through this one really quickly, but we're not going to do that because I got Carter Bryant at 730, and let's go ahead and get to him. Let's just, let's punt that, and we'll do that uh, after he leaves. Let me make sure we, guys, do we have any Super Chats? No more Super Chats? Okay. All right. So let's get to the break. Carter the Power Bryant joins us next. Let's go up to Arkansas, see what's shaking. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana, So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Bayou Dacories at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first Crawfish Drive Through is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive thru daiquiries as well. You can call in your order today at 985 888 1914. 985 888 1914. Because you know what? Dacreese and Crawfish, it's a Louisiana thing. I got the big. So, Carter, you've joined us roughly 48 times this year. You've been a guest on the show close to 48 times this year alone. It'll be the last no, time okay. of 2023 that you will be a guest on the show. Can I ask you a question? What is the best Pop-Tart of them all? Yeah, I, I see in
2: the chat that there is, um, you, you trash strawberry Pop-Tarts. Is, is,
1: I'm is, not that, a is strawberry cool? Pop-Tart guy. If, if you put me on a Pop-Tart Island and said, Blake, you could have one Pop-Tart. I'm going brown sugar and a large glass of milk. I'm literally thinking about at the end of this show going to get some stupid brown sugar pop tarts and a big old gallon of milk. (laughs) No, strawberry
2: is the goat flavor. No, I mean it's a dude. It's 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 the goat. It's it's the it's. But here's the thing: I've never had a bad pop tart combination. Uh, Like that's true. Yeah, like like I don't know what it is about the Stroods, man. It is (laughs) a thing. A thing of beauty, man. It is a thing of beauty, and. I, I grew up loving Pop-Tarts. I'm glad they are a sponsor of the bowl. I even ate a Pop-Tart on Twitter to show I them love. Them. Dude, I freaking love them. So it it it's working. Uh, the play-by-play broadcaster, I know Manish uh, Shroff, ate his first Pop-Tart on, on I I, and- I heard
1: that. I don't believe that. I do I not remember. believe him. That is a
2: lie. I, I, I have not talked to him in probably five years, and I kind of want to <laughs> –
1: his is a, oh, this, do you- a dude with a six-pack says, oh, this is my first Pop-Tart. That, that's a damn lie, dude. I don't believe you. There's no way. No Bright. way. Brown sugar warmed up, that is the best Pop-Tart. It Is the ribeye of Pop-Tarts. Okay? Okay. I, I can I <laughs> <run> roll with that. <laughs> All right. Carter Bryant, uh, LSU Power Hour joins us. You're a guy who interviewed Lance Hurd, and you've spent time around him. You know him well. Um, I, I, I'm going to say it like this because before the news broke, I texted you about four or five hours before it happened and said, Hey man, this is going down. And, uh, we had some conversation about it before the news was broken. I, I, I guess, can you bring back what you and I discussed about him not playing this bowl game and, and look potentially could enter the transfer portal?
2: Yeah, so I, I I spent a day with Lance, and I, I wouldn't say I'm I'm close to him, but we did do an interview, and it it did make its rounds because it was around that time he had the left tackle comment, right? Yeah, you uh, had, you her-
1: got the you got the story on the let him wanting to be a left tackle. That's right.
2: Right. So Brian Kelly said the comment, and my interview was the first time that Lance publicly spoke about it. And he said him and Will are friends. There wasn't any beef between them. But that let me know, Blake, that he was dying to play year one. And he is dying to play right now. And he wants to start next season. And there is no guaranteed playing time on an LSU offensive line that's really good. You know, we would like to think that for sure next year, Embry Jones is popping in at right guard and uh, Lance Hurd is playing right tackle. Are we sure about that? I mean, this this offensive line Blake almost won the
0: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quitgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: The highest honor you could receive as an LSU offensive line. They were close, right? right? And some believe that they should have won. So mm-hmm. do, do, you, do you mess with that if Miles Frazier says, hey, I want to run it back? So there, there is no guaranteed playing time. And something else, Blake, and this is very important to keep in mind, the transfer portal's fewest amount of players on the offensive side of the football or are offensive linemen, right? So Lance, he could demand a premium because there's just not many in there, Blake, that has starters experience, that has his raw ability. So there's some market dynamics at, at, at play here uh, on his on his end, if that is what he is seeking. Now, we don't know exactly every last little detail surrounding his situation, but that's at play because if you're a five-star and you were a all-SEC freshman player, you probably want to start next season. And, Blake, it, it's tough for me to think of uh, just at least seven, eight, nine left tackles in the SEC that are probably better than him right now. So that there, there's a
1: lot moving in this situation. So let me ask you this: When you you sent me this today, when do we get back to accountability? When do we get back to college football, where you look at kid and say, "Hey man, I, I you got a battle, you got to come to work every day. You know, right. bring your lunch pail." Like if this isn't a, a pure NIL thing, then that's one thing. If it's a, I want to start and give you my money, or or else, I, I don't roll with that. Like I I, I just don't like. Put your head down. Get Carter. How many how many shows a week do you do? I do roughly three ish. Okay, shows. and then you do the wow. SEC Power Hour, correct? Yes. So probably absolutely. a total of six, seven, eight shows a week, right? Right. A lot. Yes. So I I do about the same. So right. we're I feel like today's generation. I'm going to go on a get off my lawn rant, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I I just I, I just feel like that there these kids these days. Don't like don't want to have like they weren't raised like us, Carter. They're he's not gonna he is he has more ability to come back and be a starter. Like you can do that. Get to work. I I mean like so then you're basically if that's not it, Carter, it's just like give me what I'm telling you to give me or else. And I don't fly with that.
2: Yeah, here here's what I would say, Blake. If you really wanted to play right away then maybe lsu wasn't the school right you know will campbell's there you know amory jones are there you know those guys are good and you know they're going to play at least two more seasons when you signed on uh, to play at the university um and look he was a home state kid he was a five-star probably got a pretty good situation to come to lsu and playing with will campbell is probably something that he enjoys and look he has every right to into the portal if he wants to, but he also has the opportunity, Blake, to to earn that starter's role. I think LSU likes his upside. I think LSU would like to have the absolute most blue-chip talent on the field at one time. I would love to see him be on the field. And look, he's also got to look at himself in the mirror and improve on some of the things that he wasn't that great on this season. Right? Was he a really, really, really good backup to starter level offensive no, tackle no. this year? Yes, no question about it. But there, there were some, some rough reps mixed in there as well, and that's obviously something that he's going to have to work on no matter where he goes. But as of now, I I would like to think that he is going to be back on LSU next season. But I also know, once again, I, I've looked at these numbers. I've looked at people way smarter than me that know transfer portal data. The offensive lineman in the portal, it's just simple math, okay? You got to have five offensive linemen on every team. Got to have at least two to three high level backups. How many receivers do you need on a team? Well, you need about three, right? Three that can go out there and make plays. And there's just more of them. There's more group of five level receivers that are able to mm-hmm. get to the next level and make plays. Perfect example is Lacy. Lacey. Yeah, six, six,
1: 350 pound dudes don't fall off on trees. Pause. Right. Right. (laughs) So, I mean,
2: he's good enough to start in the SEC. He probably knows that. And he's probably weighing his options right now. What if
1: he went to Ole Miss?
2: That would suck. That would obviously really suck. And (laughs) recruiting is, to me, Blake.
1: Because they're going to offer him. They're going to, if he gets in there, they're going to be elite school for him. You know, they're spending all kinds of crazy money in the portal, dude. You know that. And
2: you're getting him for at least two seasons, right? So, <laughs> that's 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 the crazy part about it. So, I, I I think he would get a premium. I really, really, really do. And something else is you. If let's just say he does go somewhere, you want him to go to Colorado. You want him to go somewhere that's not in the SEC and oh, not in yeah. your framework.
1: He because he, he's going to stay in the SEC if he goes somewhere.
2: Right. I think I think he will. I, I feel pretty confident that he will unless he gets something absolutely ridiculous like Bear Alexander got for USC. So I, I think recruiting Blake in the future with the transfer portal, it's going to become a lot more zero-sum, mm-hmm. right? I think you're going to see a lot of coaches and a lot of teams not only look for players. They want to look for players on teams that they're going to play, right? Right. I, I understand that this was a big deal, a big kerfuffle. It's something that I didn't like. It's probably something that you didn't like. But when Trevor Etienne goes from Florida to Georgia, that hurts Florida more so than if he goes to Colorado, right? That's just simple dynamics, right? He goes to a team that's already better than you, and he was one of your, your biggest And your biggest rival, too. Right. Mm. And that would be the same thing here. And one thing I would say, big picture, as far as Lance Hurd and, and wherever he might go, what really could um, hurt LSU is obviously if he goes to another SEC school. But, Blake, this would be the first massive transfer portal loss that LSU has had up to this point. So, uh, Especially
1: this, under Brian Kelly.
2: Right. It's, it's, so this looking big picture, it's not been as bad as other, as other schools, but this would be the first huge one that would – uh, greatly cripple lsu
1: yeah i mean if it's a money thing lsu can do it but at what at what risk of losing a locker room so there, there's so many right. dynamics to that uh as well i don't want to spend our whole time on lance Hurd. yeah yeah yeah. we talked immediately following the news though of uh, on your show you invited me on uh graciously invited me on your show about uh mike denbrock but now carter that we've had some time for this to sell in and we know a little bit more and um, and even I'll confirm just like him wanting to be closer to, you know, family and grandkids and all that kind of stuff. Um, thoughts on Mike Dimrock leaving to go to Notre Dame?
2: Yeah, he's going to be really good there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a really good quarterback in Riley Leonard. Notre Dame's going to be a really good football team next year. I like, I'm really high on Riley Leonard. That was before any of this. That was before, mm-hmm. uh, this, this past season. And that is a, he got the perfect OC, uh, to, to match what he does really well um, he is more of a dual threat he doesn't have the same speed of course as Jaden but um, Mike's gonna do a really good job there with him and it, it sucks right Mike was one of the best coaches period head coach OCDC uh, in in all of football any level he really was that good this year and this is a huge opportunity for Joe Sloan look like the, the good thing about Joe, is he sat in the chair next to Mike Denbrock for every game. So he understands the communication. Cortez Hankton understands the communication. So this is going to be a good dry run for LSU. And hopefully, you know, Joe is a very popular guy. You know him. Uh, Obviously, I don't. I want him to knock it out of the park, and I hope he does.
1: Well, and it makes things simpler if they go out there and put up 50, right? And and, and you're talking about, okay, well, you've sustained at LSU offensively. It's just defensively you hadn't figured out – what you need to figure out. Uh, Carter, what's the realistic truth of, you know, because publicly it seems like LSU's got egg on their face. Like Brian Kelly's got egg on his face about, um, just because he's going back to where Brian Kelly was the head coach of, you know, like it, it, it publicly, it felt like people like pointing at LSU and saying, ha ha ha. Um, you're what's the realistic truth of that. I, I, I think it does from a – like, we talked about this. I think from a PR standpoint, from a national landscape, yeah, maybe it has egg on the face. But the reality of it is, Brian Kelly said that Mike Denbrock came to LSU and he hired him at LSU to run his offense, not Mike Denbrock's offense. And he lets Mike do some things and be creative. But you come here and you call here to run Brian Kelly's offense, though.
2: Right. And it goes back to the recruiting aspect of it where – well, not recruiting, but the zero-sum aspect of it. At least Mike's going to Notre Dame, right? At least right. he's At not, least going, he's not going to
1: Texas A&M.
2: Right, where he knows you, <laughs> right? And he knows, <laughs> he knows exactly right. um, your weaknesses, not only as a as a play caller, but just you as a coach. There's nobody that knows Brian Kelly better than Mike Dimbrock So, yeah, the PR aspect of it, Blake, it sucks, right? All the trash talking with Notre Dame and – Their recruiting rankings are about the same as LSU. All that BS. Yeah, of course that Notre Dame—it's a feather in their cap getting one of BK's guys back to Notre Dame. But the way I understand it, and Blake, you're way more connected than I am. But I—I've heard this as well that this was a move closer to home more than anything else. Right? Right. This this is—they try to sell it
1: as as LSU got outbid. That's not. Come on, Carter. I mean, come on. Like, can we, can the grownups come up to the table now? Can we, can we shut up the stupid media? Oh, we got to Carter. No, they didn't. I have gotten that well sourced. That is no, that did not happen. Okay. Like shut the fuck up. It didn't happen. (laughs) You know, like, I I mean, Carter, there's so much bad media shit that's out there right now. We're going to talk about one of them in a minute, but like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And look. It's not a gazillion percent certainty that
2: Mike is going to have success there, right? <laughs> I, I will. I will. I will. I will also say this, you know, towards the end of the season, a lot of what was working for LSU was just Jaden and Malik doing stupid, crazy,
1: <laughs> uncontrollably crazy, wild things. Hey, but good on Mike Dimbrock to not get in the way of that. We see play right. callers all the time get in the way of that. Dimbrock yeah. took his ego out of it and said, "Hey, Jaden." quarterback draw you know like he, I, he wasn't an idiot bro like come come on dude yeah, yeah and and he,
2: he he's really good but once again Joe Sloan was in that same chair and hopefully he he continues uh the tradition of LSU offensive excellence um it's going to be tough though right he's younger This is a big step up. He probably didn't fully believe that Mike was going to leave LSU, but the perfect opportunity opened up for him, and he's gone. And, Joe, this is your chance, and I can't wait to see what he can do.
1: All right, I want to talk about Cortez and um, Joe Sloan. Actually, you know what? Let's do about that now because it'll be uh, in the mixture of both of it. Uh, Carter, tell me if you think that I'm wrong here. You do not elevate Cortez Hankton to demote him. Right like they're going to be co-OCs together. I don't I mean why would you name him after what he's doing at, at, in the receiver room? Why in the good heavens to gracious would you demote him at the end of the bowl game if you're not going to make him and Joe Sloan the, the co-coordinators? It would make zero sense. It would put him on a hot seat of Cortez wanting to get out of there. Right. Yeah, I I I think
2: so so your main point is you feel pretty comfortable that Joe and Cortez are going to be I think in they're both
1: going to sure. run it. I, I think Joe will call plays, right? I think he will call the actual play. I do think that Cortez is going to have a lot of say so on things. Like and I got it. so here's here's what I know for a fact that happened in offensive meetings under Brian Kelly. You know how I know it? I know how I know it? I mean in you, Carter, you know how I know it? Denbrock, they would watch film, and Denbrock would go to each position coach, and mainly Frank, <laughs> but say, listen, what are you seeing here? What do you think? And he would get input from all the all the position coaches, Brad Davis, uh, Frank Wilson, Cortez Hagton, Joe Sloan, okay? Like Joe Sloan would say, hey, I, I think that Jaden is going to like this this week. Okay, so let's run this. You know, let's run this blocking scheme against the this, you know, this block. So, so on and so forth. I think that's going to be the same thing. And you know who sits in those meetings? Brian Kelly sits in those damn meetings. So, they're all going to be in there. I don't think that it is a for Like, I don't think it's a big of a hint. And I think that giving Cortez that, that role means that they're both going to have say-so. It's like Elijah Robinson last year was technically a co-D.C., like, he didn't call plays. Durkin was calling plays. He had a lot of input, though. When I say all that, yeah. your th- your thoughts to it?
2: Yeah, I, I think Cortez's role will increase, and I think he will also stay on the field,
1: uh, as he should. I, I think he's going to be the on-field coordinator. Let's call him what right. he is.
2: And I also think um, Cortez has head coach aspirations. I um, do, too. And so he would prefer to stay on the field because that's you know where, where head coaches are. Right, so it's, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, one other thing, Blake, as far as Cortez is is concerned, this is going to be the toughest year he's had at LSU, right? Who's going to be the guy? And obviously, it's going to be a huge development period when BTJ and Malik uh, get selected in the first round of the NFL draft.
1: All right, um, let's talk about this. So, over the last four or five days, whenever it was, a I'm going to continue to call it a rumor because it's nothing's happened yet but a rumor hit that Brian Kelly if Michigan were to open up and Harbaugh goes to the Chargers Brian Kelly would be interested in going to Michigan I, I, what are your thoughts on it? I'm just going to leave it I'm going to leave it open ended what are your thoughts
2: yeah it, it, well I, I've heard it's 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 not Michigan he's he's going to coach the uh the 49ers. That's that's where he's gonna go. Kidding.
1: Um well I, I mean the Patriots, I heard Brian Kelly wouldn't mind going back to Boston, you know, like all it I have seen it all at this point.
2: yeah I do not I d I don't I don't think Brian Kelly's going anywhere. I think if Harbaugh goes, Sharon Moore is going to be the head coach at Michigan, it would be a wildly unpopular move to go get Brian Kelly Mm-hmm. When Moore, a Broyles Award finalist, went under freaking feated as the head coach of this team. And not only was he a Broyles finalist, Michigan won the offensive line of the year. Uh they, they were the Joe Moore award winners um in, in these past couple of seasons. So I, I I think I think he's going to be the guy if Harbaugh decides to go. I I don't understand the benefit of Brian Kelly going to Michigan. I really, I, I, don't understand it. It's a no better than lateral move unless he's like Mike and he wants to just get back into the Midwest. So I, I think he's going to be LSU's head coach next year, Blake. I find it semi-laughable, but I can also understand Brian Kelly going back to the area of the country that he probably feels most comfortable. But I believe – I know it's not really a hot take because I know you feel this way as well – I think he will be your your head coach uh, of the LSU
1: Tigers next year. I do, too. I don't think he's leaving. I I, I mean, the I, I do see that uh, – like, is it plausible that he could go somewhere else? Yes. Yeah. But good coaches usually could plausibly go somewhere else any given damn time. So, I'm not saying Brian Kelly would never leave LSU. I'm never going to say that because – He might want – you know, somebody could entice him enough that if he wanted to just try the NFL before he hung everything up, yeah, I could see it. And look, Carter, you have guys like Pete Carroll and Nick Saban who are coaching into their 70s, plus 70s. There's no telling how long Brian Kelly could be here. I think he's 62 now. He could be here for another 10 years, and it wouldn't matter. Like, you know, it would just be what it is. Um, Let's get to Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, Carter, we have because of the craziness of this offseason, we have not spent a lot of time on talking about Wisconsin that I think we're overlooking them way too much here. Um, thoughts on the game going into it?
2: Obviously seven and five team, Luke Fickle. Um, very good coach. Obviously, um, it would have been interesting to see Luke Fickle and Mike Denbrock go head to head. We won't get I that, agree. obviously. Um and for those that don't know, Mike was his OC and mm-hmm. whatever at uh, Cincinnati. Um, this is my biggest fear as far as Wisconsin Blake is. You're not going to have a Purdue situation with them, okay? Purdue last right. year had no coach and a crap like the most opt outs in in all of a bowl season. And this year, bowl games, and it's actually something that I'm I'm playing tonight: Arizona versus Oklahoma. I normally like to take first year head coaches in these bowl games because teams tend to play harder for first year coaches, right? It's, it's the first year. Um, and I understand Arizona isn't a first year program under Jed fish, but this was their first year of being great. This is the first time that they've, they've done anything. Right. And Oklahoma just in the same spot that they were last year in one of these middle tier bowl games. And they have playoff aspirations. I, I see the opposite here at Wisconsin, right? First-year head coach. LSU, we're, the shoe on the other foot. You know, last year, we felt pretty good about being in a bowl game, winning the West and all of that. Once again, this is a lateral bowl movement. So mm-hmm. I hope we come in focused. I think this team will be motivated for two reasons. One, motivated to get Malik this record. And number two, motivated for Joe Sloan and Garrett Nussmeyer. So – LSU does have that uh, going in their favor. But Wisconsin thinks it's going to play hard, and I, I don't think they're going to get run over.
1: I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think that we have Carter as it stands. Like, let me ask you this question Do you have any idea what your record's going to be next year with all the question marks that you have on this team? Because the only question mark I do not have is offensive line. It's the only, right. que- the only question mark I don't have, Carter. I, I got to be real with you. I have no idea what to, what this team's about to do. They could they could come out on offensively, run the ball magically, throw it all around the place. Garrett Nussmeyer could look great, okay. And look, I, I I think he's developed better than anybody. I saw Shelton Samson, Carter. I think I told you this, but. Saw Shelton Sampson at practice last week. Good God alive, is that kid completely developed during the season. Carter, I have absolutely no idea what to expect from this team. So, I, to be, I'm about to, when you get off of here in just a moment, I'm going to talk about my keys to victory for this game. And the, the number one thing, you know what I have written down on this damn sheet of paper? I have no clue. Because there are so many question marks that you have on both sides of the ball. This is a prove-it game to me on both sides. Both sides. Prove that you've gotten better and can be better than what you have been. One thing
2: I will say, I wanted to make sure I had this uh, correct, Blake. Braylon Allen is not playing for Wisconsin. The running back. The running back, correct. And and I think he is going to be the next Jonathan Taylor in the NFL. I really do think Braylon is a special, special talent. And he's not playing. So – Wisconsin's always got good running backs. I don't really know a whole lot about their their backup situation. Yeah, they're running
1: back you that don't do anything in the in the in the league. (laughs) Wait, what? They don't really do anything in the league. Oh, are you kidding? You think Melvin Gordon did
0: nothing in the NFL?
1: Uh, I mean, he's not like if if I talk about like the top fifty backs that have been in the NFL since I've been alive, he doesn't hit the top one hundred. No, he hits the top one. No, he doesn't. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon clears. Melvin top Gordon 100. or Pierre Thomas?
2: Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon had a better career than Pierre Thomas. Just, that's not. That's not. That's not who I like better. That's not who I like better. I,
1: Melvin Gordon had a
2: better career than Pierre. What are we kidding? Are you? Are you kidding me? Potter, I, I Potter, love he wasn't Pierre the
1: ba- He was never the best back in the NFL ever. Yeah. Okay. That's that's hard to be the best back in the no, NFL. No, it's not.
2: Melvin Gordon made two Pro Bowls, Blake. Melvin Gordon was good. John the Taylor's good. You only John the Taylor's good.
1: I think John the Taylor's really good. Ass. <laughs> Melvin Gordon was what? ass.
2: He he is now. Can, he's a practice. Can
1: player. can I tell you why? Why. He fumbled in week 16 when he was with the Chargers. Lost me a damn uh, uh, fantasy football uh, league. He's ass.
2: I knew there was something
1: brewing. I knew there was a personal...
2: uh, Pure ass. But to your major point, I do agree with you, Blake. And one thing we did not discuss is at this point in time, there have been no defensive staff changes. Is
1: that
2: to be... All right.
1: Is that... Let's talk about that. Go ahead, um, go ahead. Before we get you out of here, I'll keep. I will keep it quick. Yeah. I, I, look, I got to be real with you. Brian Kelly can't afford not to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he could just run it back. I don't mean, frogsy, I don't, I don't, No. He. He. No. 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 No so way. Something. He's. He, something will
2: change. I. Once again, I have. I have prodded to try and get some bit of information I think they're going to get a
1: D-line coach and a corner coach and that's the first moves they're going to make and they're going to wait for Matt House to get a job in the NFL and then you're and I think he's got a DC lined up and then he goes and gets him if it's not Bob Diaco to be honest with you I I mean just and here's another thing too Carter we have not I've said this there's a high likelihood that you're replacing both coordinators going into next year that's never good territory to be in when you're replacing a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback and replacing two coordinators. You know the last time that that happened at LSU, you want to know who the head coach was? Ed Orgeron. Mmm. it's it. not easy, but it, like people think that Saban does. Oh, I, I can I tell you the argument that I hate the most? Yeah, what's that? Oh well, Saban does it. Well, Saban's, Saban is the best head coach of all time. And I hate saying that. I hate it. But it's the truth.
2: Yeah. Here's my thing though. I understand it's hard to get coordinators. I understand because you, you not only have to get coordinators, coordinators want to bring their own guys, so you gotta replace assistants and it gets in the buyouts. It's a really difficult process. But Blake, this is L S U. This is a premier job. I agree. This, This is where defensive coaches want to be. There are over 100 defensive coordinators that are good DCs at different levels of football that would salivate.
0: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call, quickgranger.com or just stop by. Grainger, for the ones who get it done.
2: At the opportunity to be the D.C. at LSU, you're Brian Kelly. You're, you may not be Nick Saban good, but you're one of the best coaches of all time. Go get someone. And I, they, they've, they've got to, Right. And it's not necessarily, well, we know this guy would take it or this guy will take it. You just got to take that step. You've you've got to do something to change what was one of the biggest waste we have ever seen um, in LSU football history. So I hope Brian Kelly makes changes. I would be very shocked if they run it back. I would be even more disappointed if – they ran it back more than any other coaching decision they've ever made. And to add one little cherry on top before I skedaddle, because I got to you know get ready for my show here. Blake, Miller Moss,
1: all right? Hey, hey. I- it's not Carter that Miller Moss threw six touchdowns. It was the way that he did it. Yes, yes. It was the way that he did it. I don't care about the six touchdowns. I, I care about the way that he did it. You could go to Vegas next year and get your ass beat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of those pass catchers are younger
0: guys.
1: Yeah, so, and, and look, Carter, you know what's going to happen? What I just said to people that's inside this chat are going to roast me for that. But did you watch what happened last night?
2: Now I watched that full game. He was really good. And part of why I watched it was because LSU was a finalist uh when he was coming out in 2021. Um man, he 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 looked composed um and he also played within the framework of the offense so that was a spectacular performance
1: he ran the system unlike caleb does caleb's his own man he ran the system carter and they look the best that they have all year yeah
0: from no top to bottom
1: that. they look the best no question, that they have yeah. all year all right eight fifteen. correct that's your show yeah bud. all right well well i'll be in there we'll see you then how about but, cheers. All right. Carter the power of Bryant. Uh let me do this. I won't spend a lot of time on it. I'll just get right into my five keys to victory here. Uh, and then we'll call it a night, and then we'll see you in the new year. But look, let us let's, let's be very quickly on this. So my five keys to victory for to for uh LSU versus Wisconsin are pretty simple. Number one, and, and look, we just talked about it with Carter literally just a second ago. My number one thing is is I have absolutely no idea what to su- e- expect uh, from this team. I-, I-, I don't know what to expect in a full game play of Garrett Nussmeyer. Now I've seen him in a half, and I've seen him in a half against the national champion, where he's thrown for three hundred yards in it. And he look, he's got two receivers that are first round picks. Do both of them play the entire game? Does Malik Neighbors get the record and and, and come out? And you don't risk him. I, I I do not know that, all right? I don't worry, though, about what you're going to do offensively because I think that you're going to be, be in good hands and play calling. I think you got a really good offensive line. I think you're facing a team in the Big Ten that it, where they are physical and a really good team that is trying to build something uh, there under Fickle. I, I, I don't worry about you offensively because of the dudes that you got this is a big moment for Garrett Nussmeyer. It's the biggest moment of his life. Guys, this is the biggest moment of Garrett Nussmeyer's life. Probably to date. I know he probably played in a couple of state championships and Texas, big Texas, a football doesn't matter. This is the biggest platform that he's ever stepped on. The first start that he will have in an LSU uniform, go take it. But as the only thing that I really worry about, like, what I truly worry about is I don't know what defense is going to show up. Now, I will tell you, and this goes into part number two, can you please build off of what we saw this past week along the defense and the defense that I saw at practice? Guys, last week we came out on the show and talked about practice report and what you know things that were going on around LSU, and, I, and, and we had Zach Nagy from Sports Illustrated on. I was like, man, did that, that defense felt like they, it, they got their swagger back. You get guys like Ashton Stamps, the freshman who was playing bump and run, man-to-man coverage on Brian Thomas, and they looked really good. Can we get a little bit of this swagger back on this defense? Because I know that Wisconsin has some guys not playing. But, man, can can we show a pulse? Can we show some fight? I, if you do that, guys, I think you got back-to-back 10-win seasons. The first two years under Brian Kelly, you have two 10-win seasons, which goes to number three. I think Brian Kelly really needs this win from a PR standpoint. Now, does he really, ultimately, and truly need this win? No, not really. But when you have stories like, is BK going to Michigan? Is, you know, Lance Hurd didn't travel to Tampa. Mike Dunbrock goes back to Brian Kelly's old school. I think Brian Kelly really needs this one. I think that they gotta they can't take this game lightly. Now, I don't think that Brian Kelly really ever shows when he's under pressure or feels under pressure. I think he's as even kill as he comes. We saw that against Alabama two years ago when he goes for two for the win and he wins it. Like Brian Kelly does have ice in his veins. Like, don't forget. The coach that you have. The dude can freaking coach. And I know a lot of you don't like hearing that. I know a lot of you probably are like, man, he's not cut out for the SEC. Move him along. I'm still in the camp of really believing that this dude's a really strong head coach. We've seen it. Like, we've seen it. As we literally saw him win the West. I think the guy knows what he's doing. So to number three, to the point number three, I think BK needs this win. And why I think he's gonna do what he's gotta do to have these guys locked in. I think you're beating Wisconsin. I one thousand percent believe that you're beating Wisconsin. Because I think that there is a lot of pressure that's and a lot of things that are building around this program. I don't I just don't think Wisconsin's got the green grass athletes that you do. And I think you're coached well enough, well enough to where even if you squeak out get the 10th win, it's a big program change, uh, not program changer, but you're in a right, in the right direction. Back-to-back years of 10 wins, it's a good way to start. Is what I'm trying to say. It's a fantastic way to start. Number 4. I'm really intrigued by what Cortez Hankton and Joe Sloan will do, what game plan that they will have set for this game. Because I'm assuming Mike Denbrock had a game plan and he was getting ready for Wisconsin, you know. But I I do think that it's changed. I don't know how many altercation or alters that they make, not altercations, but alters that they've made in the game plan. But you know what would settle everything down? Like something that you go in the offseason, you go into a, a, a year where you're going into Vegas, you're going against USC, you got 12-team playoff. You know what would calm everything down is, man, it, it's not necessarily that you're going to take a step back from Jane Daniels, but make some really damn good play calls. Show that you belong here. Like, sh- like I-, I guess it goes to number four. I mean, I mean, number four goes to number two as well, but I I just think that you got you cannot make the moment big enough. I think you're going to have to run the football more than maybe that we, that we are anticipating. You're going to find how, just how good this offensive line is. I think they're really good. I think you got some really good backs. I think you get them involved. And let's find out what exactly Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton are made of, number five, and the last point. Guys... Just be yourself. There's nothing you have to do special. Wisconsin's a good team. They will be inspired. But I think that you can even run out some of the guys when you're too deep offensively and, and win against this defense. I've watched probably nine games of them this year. Went and watched every freaking game I could of Wisconsin until I just wanted to vomit. They don't have and, – and, and even like guys like Shelton Sampson, I don't think they can beat them. And I do think that they're going to play some bump. I, I hope that they run out here and play bump and run man-to-man coverage. Show me that you got your swagger back. If I'm BK, I'm telling them, listen, man, these are the defenses I want you to run. If uh, Tell us to Matt House. These are the defense I want you to run until I tell you otherwise. We'd go into a – I would just – I think you would and I would. You feel so much better if you're in back-to-back years where you have 10 wins. So, we'll see. All right. Let me make sure we ain't got no super chats in this thing. Nope. All right. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We will see you on Rafino and Joe show post-game after the playoff games. Until then, y'all have a good night. Peace.